This is a podcast from 3RRR 102.7 FM in Melbourne, truly independent community radio. You're listening to the Breakfasters podcast, July 11th to July 15th. Uh, we had some great chats. Uh, highlights this week included uh, a story about a friend of mine that likes to steal jackets. And also we had Dilruk Jai Singer coming in to chat about his uh, show at the Easy Street Concert Hall. And then Phoebe Squared from Maps came in to talk about the Taiwan tour that she's going on. And Triple R listeners can go on, the one that goes to Clock and Flap. <laughs> and we also had an interesting chat about what we thought we were going to do and what we ended up doing. A lot of people called in about that as well. Uh, so I went uh, to the pub on Friday night after work. Now, uh, we just after your other work. After not, my not other after work. This is work yeah, that'd be yeah. 10 o'clock in the morning. I'd still do it. I'd still do it if the pub was open. Um, so it was like end of school holiday program. So it's to for someone that works in after school care, it's it's the big time. <laughs> it's like it's two weeks of kids going, I'm bored. What are we going to do? There's nothing to do. I'm, I'm, parents, I know you get this every day. So. Um, <laughs> We went to the pub afterwards and, uh, you know, there's a few um, fellow staff members that were there and stuff and it's just interesting. At one stage, one of the girls that I work with, um, you know, just started talking about, you know, stuff that she goes, oh, I've got to be careful. You know, we're all like, I've got to be careful not to get too drunk because we're all tired and some of us hadn't eaten and that kind of thing. And then she says, yeah, I, I steal jackets when, I, when I'm drunk and I'm... Like, what? What? Steals yeah. jackets? Yeah. And she was, like, playing it as, you know, oh, you know, I just, you know, I get drunk and I, you know, take people's jackets home. I'm like, that's that's not a cool that's, thing. That's not cool, man. That's so upsetting. And do you know yeah. why? Because, like, I feel like I buy one jacket every, like, three years or yeah. something. And I feel very strongly about the jackets yeah, yeah. that I own. Yeah, yeah, it was so funny. Look, like, and I... Jackets it, aren't it, cheap. It's not a exactly. scarf. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And it wasn't <laughs> like I was... Um, I had come in on the conversation. She was trying to telling the girl next to me, and I just I kind of cottoned on and went, "What? Don't steal jackets." But did did, <laughs> what did are you she doing? mean? Like she meant she stole. She didn't just mean sometimes I get mixed up because I've had too much to drink no, and she, I take the wrong one. No, she means oh, I get drunk and and reckless and I steal jackets. And then oh the God. girl next to me, she was the same reaction as you was like really upset about it. She goes and, and said that to me. She goes, "I'm actually really upset. I know friends that have like." Their lives have been ruined by yeah. their jackets I being stolen. I had a jacket yeah. stolen once well, as well. Now you know where it is. I know. Yeah, it devastated me. And it was so. She, but she was just kind of oh, whatever. And I'm like, no, it's really bad. And then, but then I got it back later. We were talking about, you know, whether you're a, a mountain person or a beach person. Oh yeah, for holidays. You- for no, just in general. In life. In life. Oh. I always find that hard because I'm just everything person. Yes, I love I, everything. I, I'm a river person, I like to think, but oh. I love the beach as well. So anyway, so later, you know, we were discussing, you know, whether you're a mountain person or a beach person. And she was like, oh, I hate the water. I don't like the water. And just kind of went on a bit about how much she didn't like the water. And then I said, hey, mate, you know, you know how much you don't like water? She goes, yeah, yeah. It's like, Do you reckon that's how, how people feel when you steal their jackets? Boom! <gasps> <gasps> Got her. Oh, my gosh. You just, like, backed her into that corner <laughs> yeah. and got out your lasso. <laughs> yeah. 
What? So, well, how did she react? Oh, she just laughed. She went, yeah, probably. She goes, I don't do it anymore. And I think she did admit to stealing two jackets and she goes I've only got one and then she's the other one I gave to my housemate I'm like that doesn't make it any better because <laughs> he re <laughs> gives like stolen jacket Robin Hood of the jacket yeah. world <laughs> Easy Street Concert Hall has announced a series of Melbourne International Comedy Festival Encore shows featuring some of the biggest names from the comedy festival. Our next guest is one of them with shows on Saturday, the July 16th, and Sunday, July 31st. His name is Dilrak Jayasinha. Welcome to Breakfasters. Thank you. Thank you for having me. This is uh, very nice and early for me. I'm enjoying it. I'm trying to sound as chirpy as possible. Uh, it'll do you good. Mm. Uh, your show from the Comedy Festival that was very successful is called Sri Wanker. Mm. I've heard you describe <laughs> I've heard you describing it as being about dumb shit I get up to. <laughs> It was pretty much the, the, exactly that. I uh, decided... Well, I did like a trial version of it just a few nights at the Melbourne Fringe Festival last uh, last September, October, and uh, I just gave myself the challenge to tell a whole bunch of stories that I wish no one ever found out about. So <laughs> I wanted to get on top of it. So it was wow. just a collection of all... And then it actually... You know, some of it was funny. Some of it made, made people go, please don't ever tell that, <laughs> tell that to us again. <laughs> so by the time it came to Melbourne, it had a whole kind of uh, a nice little arc. And uh, it was a nice, more rounded show. But, uh, yeah, it definitely started off the back of just dumb shit I got up to. <laughs> <laughs> What's it like um, reprising something like that? You've, you've done it for the Comedy Festival, got mm. great, great reviews. Now you're coming back to it. Do you look at it afresh with new eyes? Yes, absolutely. Do you get a new enthusiasm or do you change it? Uh, there's a new level of anxiety, not enthusiasm. Because <laughs> you go, you put so much effort and, uh, and work into the show for those, uh, for the, you know, the 22 nights at the festival or whatever, and then all of a sudden it stops. And they're like, mm. oh, okay, well, that was all done and like you just put so much of your heart and soul and then they're like oh yeah we're gonna do it again i'm like no no i've finished it i've nailed it (laughs) we're done but it also means that i guess you get the opportunity to uh, refine it you know once you've sort of had a bit of hindsight you you can go oh that whole bit could have been a bit better or did you do much refining like would you do much during your festival season yeah i'm someone who's very uh we're lazy when it comes to writing in that mm. sense. I love performing. I like perform at any nook and cranny. You know this about me, Jess. Yes. If there's three people who are drunk, I'm like, can I just do five in front of you? <laughs> <laughs> I'll perform as much as I can. But when it comes to actually writing, I'm not as, uh, you know, as good as I could be. So what happens is once I do the show, that's when, you know, panic sets in and you go, well, now you've got to fix it. Yeah. <laughs> so it tends to be fine after the first two or three nights. But generally, I reckon I... I rec- perform the show, then the next next day listen back to it and, you know, work on it. I think, I reckon for the first ten nights or so. Yeah, right. Because I know you do record a, a lot of your gigs as I've um, given commentary to Yes, me. yes, it is fun sometimes <laughs> to listen back to a show and then all of a sudden someone's just, just rambling on on your phone telling you to quit. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean it in a positive way. Yeah, yeah. And the other trick of yours is the uh, the, I, the photos on the camera. Oh, oh my gosh. Gosh. Like, like, Have you guys been? Uh, oh, yes. Have we got done? I think she got me this morning. No, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Um, as, as your title of the show suggests, you're born in um, Sri Lanka. Yeah, imagine if I wasn't. <laughs> imagine if I just some white dude going, "How oh, weird are these units?" <laughs> yeah, that, that would be quite. Uh, 
quite different. Slightly racist accent as well. I was just curious, is there a comedy tradition in Sri Lanka, much of a comedy scene there? And if so, how does it compare? Stand-up is something that's just up and coming at the minute. When I grew up there, so I came to Australia 12 years ago, I was 19 when I left, and by that point there wasn't any stand-up. We we had a lot of... A lot of uh, live shows. There'll be a lot, lot of plays. You know, uh, sort of s- satirical pantomime plays. Pantomime kind of uh, stuff. Or? No, no, uh, not so much pantomime. No, no, no. Like just proper plays. Like Shakespeare was a big right. one. We had a lot of Shakespeare plays. Um, we had a lot of people would write their own plays, and th- that's where a lot of the comedy came in. But now, pretty much since uh, Russell Peters made stand-up comedy, you know, legitimized in the sort of subcontinent. A lot more people are aware of what stand-up comedy is and and, um, and now they start like bringing people down to the country and might have like a couple of locals open for them or whatever. So I think Nazim Hussain he was there at the start of the year, uh, you know they flew him down and it's pretty oh. cool like that. So they'll get different acts to come down and perform. Have, have you ever asked you uh, sorry. Yes, no, I was going to say, yeah. have you ever done it? <laughs> no, yet. Um, I, I, it's definitely a dream of mine to perform and a show there but I'm so scared. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and how do you feel about not being asked to do that yet? Oh, I'm okay with it. You know <laughs> Until now. Yeah, the reason I hesitated was because cause I was going to say, well, actually, I have been asked and I've knocked it back a bit because oh. because I don't feel like I'm ready. Like, it's one thing. I feel like I've been, the, you know, the Australian comedy scene is fairly mature and the things that I say and get away with, it's it's more normal. Mm. Whereas in Sri Lanka... you got to clean up your act. Clean it up so much. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. Even a, I reckon even the slightest mention of religion might send a p- few people, you know, uh, offside. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, for example, even the title Sri Wanka, for example, I don't think I could get away with that over there. Even though, in my head, it's me taking the mickey out of myself. Mm. Uh, it's just automatically assumed that, that mm. oh, you're just having a crack at the country. So, it's mm. things like that that are just... I don't think I have the awareness of as to what might fly and what might not. Yeah. So I, I really want to get a bit more meat and veg material, like a bit more you know, mainstream stuff. Uh, speaking of uh, the other shows that are on for this little festival thing that you're having, mm-hmm. uh, did you have recommendations? Who are you excited about seeing? Oh, all of, well, in fact, funnily enough, I saw all of them already in the festival. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there, like, it was the Demi, Demi and Power and Edmonds, both were nominated for the Barry Award, the best show at the festival. And mm. then you have the winner of the Barry Award, which is Zoe Kumsma. And then I think Laura Davis as well. She's uh, She was nominated this year or she won this year. Either way, very, yeah, very, Laura very... Laura Davis is certainly... Uh, she was the winner of the Golden Gibbo, uh, but yep. that was in, in 2015. Oh, right, OK. Yeah, yeah. 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 So I'm very excited about... Because uh, I, I, she's the one show that I haven't seen. Uh, and I know friends went to it and they said it was amazing. But I'm amazed at it because she... Well, I know she's doing the best parts of the last three shows, but in the last show she did it... The whole show blindfolded. Mm. Oh my god! Why? Just to kind of take the power, you know, kind of balance oh, out the power yeah. between her and the audience. Yeah. And I find that concept terrifying. Yes. Terrifying. And she was like, "Yeah, it was," but it was, you know, it really, it really worked. I think so. we were speaking to uh, our mutual friend Celia Pukola. She had mm. done a set like, like you, where you go walk out blindfolded, and she said she walked off and she almost had a like a panic attack because it just yeah. feels so vulnerable oh. because you don't know like. As it is, 
performing I, I know, for me at least it's still a little there's a little bit of nervousness before you go on stage then to find out that you can't see them and you know it just feels like at some point are people like backing you walking away is someone going to hit me with a pie or something uh, yeah all of that <laughs> maybe and there's no one yeah. there maybe yeah, yeah 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 yeah, yeah. I, I was reading you studied accountancy yeah I, I can't think of a career that seems less likely to produce less a, funny well it's so boring it actually motivates you to get into something more interesting but you're not the only comedian to come from accountancy, from accountancy. no yeah. Limo he's a he actually like was a proper accountant. I kind of, you know, decided. You've done a few taxes in your time. Oh, I've done heaps, yeah. but I just did never, never. <laughs> I never. Once I realized it's not for me, I didn't pursue like getting my uh, chartered accountancy or anything like that. Right. I just pulled the plug on all of that till I figured out what else I want to do with my life because yeah. I knew that at least this was not it for me. <laughs> but uh, I did, yeah, I did start working for one of the big four accounting firms uh, for quite some time and. Six months into it, they fired me. But, uh, you know, uh, it was the most amicable firing ever because they literally said, oh, look, we wanted to keep you around because you're just fun to hang out with. <laughs> but, but doing something, not so much. Yeah, you'd be doing something, you know, suited for, for some other time. And then, sure enough, three years later, whatever, that same partner came to, uh, came to my show and said, oh, well done, you found something you're good at. <laughs> So it was a nice little full circle. And what, 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 what stage did you start thinking about doing comedy? Was that something you always uh, wanted to well, do? I, def- definitely. I think as, well, since I was 11 or whatever, I saw that, you know, the this is cliched, but the Eddie Murphy two specials, I saw that. Like, that's how popular that show was, mm. that a VHS of that made it to Sri Lanka yeah. <laughs> in yeah. 1996 or whatever. And uh, and then after that, I just sort of started keeping my eye out and sort of saw, like, Eddie Izzard and Chris Rock and stuff. But then once I, you know, just pretty much buried that idea... And then I came to Australia and think because of the comedy festival, I started to go watch a bit more comedy again. Do you remember the first show you yep, saw? Yep, yep. Yeah, live. The first two live shows were Dave Hughes and then straight afterwards Will Anderson, back to back. Oh, my God. Yeah. What did you... And I want to ask you what you thought. You're not allowed to give opinions about other comics, are you? It's oh, like well, I kind of love because, again, <laughs> if, you've never, if, you've, if you've always liked watching it and then suddenly you see it live, it's just electric. Yeah. You know what I mean? So for me, I loved both shows. Uh, and it always sounds like it's a, like I'm having a go, but it's not. But w- seeing Will Anderson is what made me think I might be able to do it. <laughs> but it sounds like I'm saying, oh, he, you know, he was so bad. I, could, I, could, no, I was like, yeah. no, no, he's sort of his style or whatever seemed a bit more like. Whereas we look at someone like Hughes and Eddie Murphy, yeah. they, they, they are they're funny people. Like they're yeah. really just there's a funny voice with Hughesy or with you know Eddie Murphy does all these characters. Whereas mm. Will was just talking, and I was like, oh well, I can talk. Yeah. Maybe I can. Maybe I can learn to talk funny as well. <laughs> <laughs> You, I mean, you were saying when you, when you started that in this show, you talk about things that you've done mm. quite revealing. Mm. You know, it, I mean, this may be sounding like a naive question, but what effect does that have on the rest of your life when you're doing that, you know, up on stage, yeah. you're telling people about innermost think, fears and stuff? I think it's uh, overall it's good in the end because it's sort of there's a bit of catharsis to getting it out there and letting, like, and knowing that life goes on <laughs> you know what I mean like so if it's something that uh, there's one particular story which I won't do because it's not you know suitable for breakfast time but uh, generally let's just say I had an accident and <laughs> and that was one of those things that I was like oh my god I can't believe this has happened and I wish no one ever found out about it. and you kind of you know you keep it in and you you know it's sort of you buried in it, there you push it and right you down right down and start developing all kinds of ulcers <laughs> and, um, but then once you start revealing it you're a bit more like oh well hang on there's a you know there's something good that came out 
of it. I think it's that thing of even when you're going through something bad now, for me, I'm like, well, at least it'll be material one day. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Your shows are on Saturday, July 16th, Sunday, July 31st, the Easy Street Concert Hall series, the whole series of other people on as well. But we've been talking to Dirk Jayasena. Thanks so much for coming. I should just say you go to comedy.com.au for tickets to all of those shows. Yes, yes. And it's it's very exciting because they're filming the shows uh, as well. So that's something that I, I have new levels of nerves about. Yeah, put because, your party pants on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got to make sure that uh, between the two shoots, maybe I'll wear the same shirt and the same haircut <laughs> and try not to fluctuate my weight too much between the two. <laughs> By long term, long time breakfast, a long time triple R person. Use the word stalwart. I always am a big fan. <laughs> Just go with legend. Oh, come on. A Phoebe Squared, who's about to be leading a group of people off to Taiwan in the 21st of July. That is crazy. Now, I'm <laughs> going to clear you up there, Jeff. Yeah. I'm not going to be leading anything. <laughs> Thank goodness. Not on the 21st of July. Well, yeah, I was going to say, that's a bit the information night? I haven't even got my passport. I th- my passport's actually expired. So oh, I'm my, get onto that. I really have to get onto it. it. That's stressing me out for you. It's stressing me out okay, as well. Good. You seem very calm. Um, yeah, on the inside, I'm a mess. <laughs> and on the inside of my shoes, my socks are falling down. So that's how it is. So I'm uh, in November, I'm, I'm going on an intrepid trip. So I have been on one before with Triple R, but it was about 12 years ago. Where did you go then? Eastern Europe. <gasps> uh, I what know, pa- what, right? Specifically, what part of Eastern I Europe? I went to Croatia. I went oh. to Slovenia. I went to Hungary and Austria. And it wow. was insane. So what are these trips like Amazing. then? Well, Intrepid sort of have this um, this nice, uh, you know, because I'll, I'll be honest, with the first tour, you're just like, oh, you know, I lived in London for a while and you'd always have the Kentucky tour people coming mm. through. And I mean, no offence to Kentucky as, as a broader, you know, idea, but I was just like, oh, I don't know if I could handle it. Yeah. And then the Intrepid trip comes along. But the, I guess the difference is is that they're trying to go to places that are a little bit more left of centre, a little bit more off the map, maybe going to places that, you know, eventually are going to be sort of big places to go and visit. So try and get in there early. Um, well, 12 years ago, smaller Cro- groups Croatia as well. wouldn't have been well, a place to go, and it, now it is. It, it didn't feel like, especially when you were in the old town in Dubrovnik, it didn't feel like it was that long ago that there were there was war like there were bullet holes and everything it was so it was still it felt really fresh so i think that there was still an element of people not going back to those places but um yeah and it's just like the 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 groups are small so you you know on this trip you're kind of hoping that you get six people maybe nine at a stretch so it's a really nice size group and 
you don't like you know you're not on a bus tour like I am not leading anything right so it's not like a Julie's bus tour where I'm down the front of the bus with a microphone doing a type five why not as we go through the countryside no, I know you'll probably get into a bit of that surely. yeah well you know can't be stopped if there's a microphone on the bus I'll probably use it but um uh you know it's uh, I'm there as as much as everybody else is to to be on the trip like I don't have a role on the trip other than I'm some crazy person that they've chosen to to go on the actual trip itself so I haven't been to any of these places so I was kind of thinking like the attraction of this to me anyway would be like you might want to go um, to Taiwan you might want to go to to the festival but you don't really want to travel with a bunch of strangers but when you go on something like this I guess you kind of know that everyone's got something in common well that's the thing you've got one common bond automatically which is and that and can I stress this as well I guess I guess you're not going to really go on a trip with a presenter that you maybe don't like and I do I'm you're you're very likeable well I'm acutely aware that there are a lot of people out there that won't like you so they don't have to go on the trip but you you can do it in a way that you you know you're sort of seeing so much stuff it's just there's another punter there you yeah. know like we don't we don't have to bond and become besties or no, anything i think that's why i'd want to go for you because i'd like to bond and be your best can you can't like yes, can, let's can do I? a double trip yes. in fact all of you go what are you doing in november i got got to ask i mean clock and flap i think oh, is probably the most fantastic name for a, oh. a festival if you're going to ask me to go to any music <laughs> festival in the world why wouldn't you uh treat me to having to repeatedly say the word <laughs> clock and flap i it's it's a very it's i've had and paulie p uh the delightful paulie p from livewire has already texted me. It's already started. So I've got, uh, you know, yep, cocks and flaps, cock in flap, <laughs> cock on flap. And I'm like, look, it's there for everyone. It's There's something for everyone at this festival. Um, but clock and flap, I mean, hooly dooly. Um, that is an optional part of the trip. So mm. it's kind of like we're going through all of these amazing places in Taiwan and, yes, there will be a whiskey day. Yes, yeah, so I'm very excited. Well, I'm not is... because I don't yeah. drink the brown stuff. But, what? well, I'll be, you know, when in Taiwan, yeah, I'll yeah. have a crack. Have but I don't know how well it's going to go. But um, the the culmination of the trip is going to Hong Kong to be to, to possibly go to Clock and Flap. So you organise that yourself. So if you don't want to go on that part of the trip, then you just don't buy a ticket to the festival. Okay, well, that's cool. So it's, yeah, not, right. it's not tied in. It's just like, well, we're going to be here. So this festival just happens to be on. But you Should know what else is in Hong Kong? Disneyland. Hong Kong Disneyland, you could go there. Is it called Hong Kong Disneyland? Hong Kong Disneyland in Hong Kong. Hong, Hong Kong. Have you been there? No, but I know people. I'd love to go if I. That's where I would go if I wasn't going to the Clock and Flap Festival. Well done. Thank um, you. Well, you know, you, Clock and Flap goes for a couple of days. Could do half and half. That's what I was gonna like. Maybe I'll. You know, oh, um, pop in. Is it know, a yeah. do you camp there, or do you just stay around town and get in? I think you just stay around town. Oh, that's a but good this, style. It's such a good question that I don't know the definitive answer to. <laughs> Apologies. No, no, no. But that's good to point out because we're going to find out about it together. Yes. That's um, on the, as a little group. 
um, next week there's an information night. So we're all going to be learning this stuff. And, you know, come to an info night. It might just be good. Like, I don't know. You might just hang out with Fee. So that, yeah. that, that's next or Thursday, yeah? People. <laughs> yes. So um, if you come to that, then we have, like, the way I remember it running last time was one of, um, you know, there's people from Intrepid there. They'll take you through each step of the trip answer any questions you've got because of course the first one is do I have to get any needles yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or is that just me um, uh, and that's just for the get you into the clock and flap festival I reckon so you all know, the needles for that all one all of them but it does um, look a pretty everything. a pretty amazing itinerary it's just the thing that jumped out at me is there's so many different things like there's some days you're doing kind of a nature thing and then there's tea tasting and whiskey we're going to be cooking there's a cooking class oh as well God. which I'm kind of excited I'm not even kind of. I'm very excited about. So there's there, there really is a little bit of something f- for everyone. And on my last trip, I know that even when there were days, like sometimes you just, you might be feeling a bit crap or we had this group that was really supportive. You'd get out there and even if somebody wasn't feeling that great on the day, you'd mm. sort of get them through it. But you still had plenty of the day to do your own thing, whether that was go off and do more sightseeing or whether you just wanted to hang back at your hotel and, you know, shut out the world. You know, it's it's not. It doesn't feel like it's a stressful time where you're on the clock all the time. That I kind of love the idea of going on a really cool holiday and not having to organise it. Oh, it's so good. I, I'm happy for somebody to say, yeah. "Be here at this time. And Wear these shoes." And um, let's and then have you some get fun. to you get all the benefits. You don't miss out on anything. No. So the tour runs from November fifteenth to twenty eighth. The, the but the um, info nights next Thursday. Let's just go. Let's go to the info night. How Come do, to how, the info how night. How do you get along to the info night? Fee? You what do can you do? contact Susie Morris Ashton at the station uh, on nine three double eight one zero two seven. Don't ring now because she's not here. Um, uh, or you can email intrepid at rrr.org.au to get a bit more info, just so that you can say that you're coming mm-hmm. and it'll just depend on which room we sit in, I suppose, okay, how cool. many people come. And, you know, I'm sure that there'll be, you know, tea and biscuits and <laughs> uh, something like that. Whiskey? And just start on the whiskey early. some brown stuff. I don't know. <laughs> um, but, we, you know, we can all gather around and have a bit of a think about it and a chat and there's a lot... I've got to say as well, there's a lot of meals included in this trip. Oh, it just gets better. No, okay, this so is like... This is... Yeah, I'm coming. With yeah. my other trip, it wasn't, like, not in a bad way, yeah. but it's just this one's been a lot more tailored to, to having um, food included a lot no. of the time. So... Yes. I think if you want to find out a little bit more about it, and like Smithy said, just come and hang. Yeah. Um, come to the come to the info night. Very very important. And you're not locked in. You're not obliged to do anything. It's sign not up like or one anything. of those timeshare meetings no. where you go <laughs> just come and have a chat. It with might us. be for me. Like I might just you know wrangle you into doing something. But you know. And I think Susie was saying if you just want to ring up and have a chat, she's Absolutely. happy to do that as well. So just yeah. call the station. Give her and... my private number. Or we'll, <laughs> you know, and like clock and flap, just to mention, like LCD Sound System, obviously I've been banging on about Sigaros. Um, Jose Gonzalez, Crystal Castles, George Clinton and Parliament Funkadelic, oh, wow. Foles, Fat Freddy's Drop, There's Bad, Bad, Not Good. I'm very keen to go and see Cheer Chen, who's a Taiwanese uh, artist. And also there's a, a math rock band that's playing. There's a band from Hong Kong called Cham Cham Chu, um, which, yes. and another one called Juicy Ning. 
awesome. Yeah. Who doesn't all like a juicy flap. ming? <laughs> At the clock and flap of all places, I'm, I'm in. Oh, well, thank you very much, Phoebe Squared. Once again, me. next Thursday is the info night and then the tour. Come, it'll be fun. And the tour itself starts on November 15. Thanks so much for coming in. Thanks, guys. We're going to take a clock and flap uh, band for you now. What do you want? Do you want a bit of George Clinton or do you want a bit of LCD? Your Baby, choice. It, it's no, you're driving. All right, we're going to go. This is what George Clinton might sound like Excellent. playing at clock and flap. So, guys, do you remember what you wanted to be when you were a kid? Uh, I wanted to be a few different things. I think I went through various stages. Mm. Why? What did you want to be? Uh, the same, like, at one stage I, I did say I wanted to be a comedian. Like, yeah. that was maybe oh, when I was in year, year eight. Achievement unlocked. I know, That's a strange right? thing to want to be, I feel. I do, I, you know, people say actors and things like that. Well, it very yeah, I definitely wanted to do that. Like, yeah. I remember when I was quite young, um, I remember there was an ad for Rolls... No, so just a car ad came on TV and I turned to my mum and I said... I'm going to get a Rolls Royce when I'm older. <laughs> and she went, oh, really? And I went, yes, because I'm going to be a famous actor. Um, and she just went, oh, well, I better enrol you into Val Edmonds Children's Theatre. And yeah. so I did that. Um, but, yeah, I was, you know, wanted to act and then, you know, but comedy was always kind of part of that. Yeah, yeah. You know, well, it's it, performing. So, yeah, 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 exactly. You know, because I'd see people like, like Whoopi Goldberg, and you know, he was a stand-up and also an actor. So it was that kind of thing. It was like, they were oh, so that was totally that era in the eighties where all the stand-ups were becoming actors, like Robin Williams. All these kind of yeah. really famous. It kind of was like one, yeah, yeah. together, right? That's um, pretty kind of together for a kid, though. I mean, you know, like that's to not, know that far out. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I decided I was going to be a guitar player. But Did you a guitar, guitar player? Not like in a band or a no, rock star, just a guitar player. Turns out guitar playing's actually quite hard. So <laughs> didn't, didn't, didn't ever, didn't ever work. Did you even get a guitar? Yeah, but I was terrible at it. And Electric I or acoustic? Uh, no, Christ, no, no, no. Oh. No, no, and I gave it up because I couldn't do it instantly, you know. Yeah, yeah. right. So, One um, of those kids. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I am cu- curious to know if there's any listeners out there that are doing what they said they would do, they were going to do ah. when they were a kid. So give us a call, if you if you are or, or not, give us a call on 1027 Preferably um, give something good, though, not just if... Um, you thought you were going to be unemployed, and you are unemployed. unemployed. Yeah. Hey, that could be good if you <laughs> thought that. If you that was what you were aiming yeah. for in life. Yeah. Uh, I was obsessed with uniforms as a kid, so I wanted to be a, a police. Son? No, oh. like a police, a policewoman, because I loved the idea of wearing a uniform. And then I wanted to be a nurse because I loved the idea of wearing the uniform. It was a really strange oh. phase that I went through. And then for most of my younger years, I wanted to be an actor, which is really strange because it wasn't. You know, I don't know. I'm not really. I wasn't really an acting kid, but I did drama classes, and I just I was. I used to get good roles and stuff. So, I used to so you were actor. good. Is that your secret talent? That you maybe. Could? I mean, maybe. Maybe. Do I still have, have a combi- chance? You could have combined the two. You could have been an actor and played lots of police roles. Yeah. Oh my gosh! All your dreams could have come true. Totally. Do you know? I wanted to, at one stage. I wanted to be a police officer as well. Did but you? That's, what's yeah. that about? Do you reckon? Studio well, surrounded by I cops. Just, <laughs> <laughs> I loved. Um, uh, police oh. rescue. Yo, mine was to do with blue healers. Oh, there you yeah. go. Yeah, police rescue. Yeah. Hey, you're on Triple R. Hello. Oh, hi. Um, I'm running into the calling. Oh yes. yes, you're on air right now. 
Am I really? Yes, yes. you are. <laughs> Sorry. Hi. Hello. Hi. What's your name? I'm Ash. Ash, what, what, did you want to be slash what are you? Well, clearly I'm not from here, so I grew up in Scotland, and in Scotland, I don't know if it was the same in Australia, but about once a week, normally on a Friday afternoon... We go to the pub. Um... No, well, oh. we did. No, we did that most afternoons. <laughs> um, we, we used to get a guy coming round who was our insurance man. So he would come round and he would always knock on the back door. Uh, this sounds really fast, by the way. Yes, it does. Yeah, <laughs> Go on. And, and, you know, and he was actually a family friend. And I'm a, I actually went to school with his son. So he would come over and he would, you know, sit down, have a cup of tea, um, he'd chase me around the house for a bit, you know, being funny, and then he'd take some money from my mum and my dad and bugger off. So I thought, <laughs> this is really sus. Days. Don't think that sounds normal. But he would do it all around the town, you know, everybody knew him and whatever. So when I was little and my mum said, what do you want to be when you grow up? I went, I want to be an insurance man. <laughs> I want to go around people's houses, drinking cups of tea, taking their money and sodding off. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like an awesome job if that's how it works. I know. Out of interest, what did you become? I'm a teacher. Oh, okay. oh, yeah. <laughs> not quite the same. Yeah. Oh, well. Lots of comfort. Not yeah. all dreams come true. Oh, well. There you go. But yeah, dream come true. Yeah. <laughs> Love it, Thanks Ash. for your call, mate. Thank Have you. a good day. All right. Cheers. Bye. You too. Bye. G'day. You're in Triple R. Uh, hi. Uh, my name's Kate. Hi, Kate. You're on air. What did you want to be slash what are you? Well, um, actually, it was kind of the opposite. I said I would never be a teacher. I distinctly remember sitting at school saying, who would do this? <laughs> Honestly, who in their right mind would want to be a teacher? And then even when I got my bachelor's and my mummy's be like, you'd be a great teacher. And I'd say, I'm not ready to fall on that sword. Um, <laughs> 16 years later, I'm enrolled into a master's of teaching and I'm loving it. Hey, that's oh. great. Hey, shit, yeah. Kate, Congratulations. Kate, are you a rock dog? Um, yes. Yes. I thought I recognised yeah, that, that voice. Yeah, I know that voice. So, you were pretty... I was going to say, you were pretty good at playing guitar, maybe. Better than Jeff. <laughs> Actually, I too am trying to learn how to play guitar. It is tougher than it looks. It is. Thank you very much. <laughs> We're back at uni now, and yesterday we had this, like, um, lecture on discipline and, like, maintaining classroom, um, you know, order and stuff like that. And, you know, people were talking about their experiences from placement, but I kind of was going back to, like, excuse me, what do you do when your class just starts, like, yelling? Like, ah, <laughs> what we used to do at high school. <laughs> So, you know what? Never say never is what I'm really... <laughs> I like that, Kate. Hey, Kate, you know what? This is a side fact. That's why you're on here. I think I went to uni with you. I just thought I'd put that out there. Uh, really? Yeah, and your brother. And yeah, your brother. Because oh, I remember yeah, your loud... Hey, hey. Yeah, I remember your loud voices. You were always standing on chairs <laughs> yelling about things. Excuse me, Mom. I was an academic. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I thought so. I did think that. Yeah, um, yeah. Lily B and Katie Hurst in the house. I remember. <laughs> yeah. oh, oh, mate. Thanks for your call. Enjoy the kids. No <laughs> See you, mate. Bye. Bye. She's a funny lady. She's a very funny lady. I love that call. <laughs> maybe the uh, lesson is you've got to embrace your fears. Yeah. Maybe the thing that you didn't want to do is the thing you've got to do. Ooh. Or maybe you need to learn guitar again, mate. Yeah.
Yeah, why not? This has been a podcast from 3RRR 102.7 FM in Melbourne. Truly independent community radio. Want to hear more? Check out our website at rrr.org.au.